This is Encounter with God here on Faith FM. It is time for another clue for our quiz. Yes. Nobody has snapped this one up yet. What is another name for the city of Jebus that Adonai Zedek once was the king of? Mm-hmm. And now we have another clue for the quiz. And I actually gave a Bible study about this last night, so I know what's going on here. It says, three times a day Daniel prayed towards this city. Okay, so this is making the clues get a little bit easier. That, yeah. went, that went from like obscure to easy very, very, very fast. Very, fast. <laughs> Ridiculously fast. Anyway, just a quick reminder that if you are listening to Faith FM and are struggling with an unclear signal, there is a very easy solution. You simply need to listen to it the way that most people listen to the radio these days. Jump on your phone, download the TuneIn Radio app, make sure you get the free version of it, and then simply run your phone through your car stereo and you'll have perfect signal pretty much right across Australia where anybody's listening to the radio. Bam. There you go. You, yes. Oh, Crystal easy. clear. Mm. I love digital radio. Uninterrupted. So good. so good. It is the best. Anyway, in our Bible study we, yesterday, Lawson, we were talking about trust. Oh, yes. In fact, we were specifically speaking about lack of trust mm. and loss of trust. Yes, the breaking of trust. The breaking of trust and what to do mm. about those kinds of situations when they arise. Mm. I really, I really loved um, Mon's vulnerability as well. She talked about some situations and in in which um, I think I think we all did talked about some situations in which yeah trust can can be broken and it and it ruins friendships and it's just you know it's such an integral integral part of relationships and we as humans are relational beings and so it's yeah it's so important um, and then living in you know the simple world that we live in yeah it's such a such a big talking point it's such a big topic it's something that that um, I think we always need to be thinking about you know how how people trust us and how we trust others and and yeah fully so I'm keen to keep talking about it cool 100% cool Part two today. Oh, yes. All right, so let's start in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 14 and 15 as we kick off the Bible study for today. 20 million movement, 20 million people studying the same passages of the Bible at the same time. Yes. Actually, it varies a little bit. Varies. It does. You know why? Why? Because time travels around the world. True. Yeah, so it varies by 24 hours. Yeah, but, but we're still, you know, roughly. Pretty much the same the same time every day. Okay, what have we got for us there in uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 14 and 15, please? Um, we have Matthew chapter 6, verse 14 and 15. If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to give others, your Father will not forgive your sins. Okay, so this is a fairly heavy verse right there. The, the Bible is rather blunt. Yes. Um, if somebody comes to you, their trust has been broken, mm-hmm. um, or you have broken their, their if, whichever way it ran, but if somebody comes to you to ask for forgiveness, mm-hmm. they have broken your trust. Yes. They are asking your forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Is there ever a situation where, as a Christian, you would be justified in refusing to forgive them? Well, I, I think according to this verse, probably not. I would say more than probably not. I would say definitely not. Yes. And if you are listening today and you can think of a circumstance where you should not forgive someone, then give us a call, 1-800-324-843. The Bible says mm. that we should forgive someone, and if we refuse to forgive somebody else, what does the Bible say the result is? Um, the, the Father will not forgive us. Yeah. 
We've cut ourselves off from forgiveness. Man, that's heavy. That's very heavy right there. But, but of course, it comes with the, the caveat. We talked about this yesterday. It was, it was, I thought it was quite powerful how, yes, we forgive, but we don't forget. No, that's right. Mm. Um, there is a, a thing called wisdom. Yes. Wisdom is a very important thing to have. Mm-hmm. And we should be always instantly willing to forgive, mm-hmm. but not to forget. Yes. And so, um, and wisdom wisdom dictates that we do not forget. Mm-hmm. But it also dictates that we, forgiveness dictates that we don't hold a grudge. Yes. It means we forgive the person and we move on from there. We do not let that person live rent-free in our brain because that's what holding a grudge does. Yeah. And I think this is where the forgive and forget comes from mm. because, like, yes, I've forgiven that person, therefore I'm going to forget about it. No, you just sort of quietly file it away um, in your mind as mm. an area of safety. Yes. I'm going to remain safe in this person's presence because they have a weakness in a particular area, whatever that area might be. Mm. Uh, but it does not mean that we hold a grudge in any way, shape, or form. It means that we accept that person, you know, as a Christian brother or a Christian sister, mm-hmm. or even a non-Christian brother or sister, as the case may be. Yes, I think that's that's, that's interesting. As people, we often don't want to think about things, and so we just throw blankets over there, like like a like oh. Forgive and forget, and, and this is like, no, we, we need to... God has given us a brain to use. He has indeed. And we need to be able to, to exercise that, that brain and to, to remember things and, and to, to deal with people accordingly. Of course, you know, consequences vary from situation to situation. There's going to be a difference between, you know, if I stole 20 cents from my dad's bedside table versus if I stole his car and drove it off a bridge. That's a pretty gnarly um it's a pretty gnarly example, but there's going to be a huge difference between between those things. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you you go, you know, you you go situation to situation and you you work out what the best thing is to do. Something I was thinking about yesterday while we were talking was you know, what is the purpose of forgiveness? You know, what is the purpose of forgiveness? I think especially like in this world that we live in where we are sinful people living in a sinful world. Um, you know, God is bringing us on a journey of sanctification. But I was like, I was thinking like, oh, you know, why why forgive someone? Like, what's the philosophy behind that? I came, kind of came to a bit of a conclusion in my own mind. Like, there is this level of like rehabilitation for not only ourselves, you know, it's, you know, it is good to forgive, it is good to let go, but also for the other person who has perpetrated against you. And I think there's, there's a classic saying, it's like, hurt people hurt people. And the reason why people break your trust is not necessarily because they just, you know, I, I, guess, I guess sometimes it is because they just flat out want to, but I don't know, people are messed up. That's right. People have We live problems. in a world of absolute brokenness. And people have issues. And we should expect people to be broken. Mm. We should expect that to be the norm. Anything other than that is is really not the norm. And I think when when we don't forgive those people for their you know, for that loss of trust or, or that situation that's gone on, when we don't forgive them, we hinder their rehabilitation. And on top of that, even even with that, you know, in, in, in the way of acting accordingly, accordingly to the situation, you know, if we don't put the correct circumstances around that, you know, if that person doesn't receive the correct um, consequences for their actions, I think, uh, which, yes, varies case to case. Like we, 
you know, we can't really expect them to rehabilitate unless we're, you know, unless we're putting our foot forward to to be um, forgiving mm-hmm. um, and to be there for the person. Like, because I, I think for, 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 for prison, for example, you know, people who go to prison, there, there are some people who go to prison and they receive a life sentence and in, in, in some, in some um, you know, states in America, some countries around the world, they receive a death sentence. Sure. And at that point, they've completely, um, they've basically, they've relinquished their right to, to live in a society. And I, I don't think that the death penalty is something that's correct. Like all the time, I think, you know, we're taking maybe judgment a bit too much into our own hands, but I can, I can understand the philosophy behind it, that ultimately someone gets to the point where they, they relinquish their right to be in this, that society. But then when you look at, you know, other types of prison sentence, I think of, you know, some kind of prison sentence that's over a period of time. Say someone commits armed robbery and gets a five-year prison sentence. While they're in prison, often, you know, they're given opportunities to, to work. They're given opportunities to get degrees. They're given opportunities to, yeah, do different types of schooling and, and go through different therapy programs. And the purpose of that, yes, one is for punishment for, for their consequences, for, the, for their actions, but for rehabilitation. You know, we want to, like, people have done something wrong and they've done something wrong because they're a messed up person. We want to help them to come out of that. And I feel like, you know, when it when it comes to a one-on-one personal level where someone has broken broken your trust, I think, man, the, the best thing that you can do is forgive them, but then work for their rehabilitation. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm really yeah, passionate indeed. about that. Yeah. Very good. Okay, a couple of things real quick before we uh, go to the short break is that the quiz has been answered. Congratulations oh. to Suzanne from uh, uh, Nelson Bay area. Awesome. And also uh, Chris has mentioned that he says, hey, guys, I'm unable to receive a clear radio signal for Faith FM, so I listen to it on Google Home. Oh, So another go. way, you'll have to explain to me how that is done. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Hello, there yes, I am. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay, microphone switched on, switched off all over <laughs> the place here. Um, <laughs> I am back. Yes. Um, of course, the answer to that quiz was Jerusalem. Wait, doesn't that mean, since I haven't done this yet, we've got the new rolling quiz. The rolling quiz. We just go on, Snap to, it out. on to the next Keep it going. Next food. Okay, here we go. What am I? Yes. Ready for this? Did you just subconsciously give a clue away? N- no. Okay, all right. Did, did I? What? Just rolling on. Just read me the... Okay, the, what the, am I? <laughs> what am I? What am I? With Joseph in charge, Potiphar did not concern himself with anything except this. Ooh. Ooh. The gears are turning. Yeah. Okay, there you go. If you know the answer, 1-800-324-843 is the number. You'll get a prize. I think you might. You might get two if you are quick enough. Yes. All right, so uh, we were talking about uh, breaking of trust. Oh, I just wanted to tell you quickly, Google Home. Oh, yeah, how do you, do, how do you, how do you listen okay. to radio on Google Home? So, basically, Google Home um, has something to do, like, I'm pretty sure he's talking about, like, he has, there, there are these things called Google Homes, which are basically, like, have you heard of, like, you know, Alexa and- I'm and, a dinosaur. And all these things. Okay, so they're basically X-Gen. this thing that X-Gen you- X-Gen another they, word they, for dinosaur. They just sort of sit in your living room and you just ask it to do stuff and it does stuff. Oh, okay. You know, it just sits there and you go, Google- um, you know, play such and such song on Spotify and it'll do it. 
Siri sounds so much not nicer than Google. I, I'd much rather have someone named Siri in my home than someone named Google. Google. Maybe. I think you can change the name for it, actually. Okay. So, you just ask it to do it. And yeah. It's like, hey, listen to Faith FM. And listen just, to Faith FM. Well, I know. So I like it. Google Good. also has Chromecast, which is things this thing that plugs into the back of TVs and it basically turns your TV into a smart TV. And I, you can just like stream like YouTube and whatever directly from your phone. Like you just, like if they're both on the same internet connection, you just press like stream, you know, you'll be watching a YouTube video on your phone. Then you just press a button in the top right corner and then it comes up on the TV or music or whatever. So he could be doing that as well, you know, running it through his Chromecast, listening to Faith FM, the tuning app on Chromecast. I actually have that app yeah, on Chris my Chromecast. Yeah, Chris just simply says, so. hey, uh, Google, please play Faith FM radio. And it just, bam, there, there it goes. you go. Yeah, That's see? awesome. Uh-huh. Technology, technology. I am such a dinosaur. Good grief. <laughs> Amazing. Anyway, right. stories of broken trust, mm-hmm. loss of trust, probably one of the most uh, chronic, severe stories in the Bible would be the story of Amnon and Tamar. Yes. Are you familiar with this story? Ta- Tamar. I know that a He's Tamar... struggling to bring it to mind. Tamar exists in the book of Genesis. Tamar, there's a, there's a river named Tamar in Tasmania. Oh, okay, there you go. Well, no, I can't exactly. Where is this from? Okay, it comes from Second uh, Samuel chapter 13. Oh, okay, yes. Verse 1 through 22. And there's a reason why you are struggling to bring this story to mind. How come? It's one of those stories that, you know, I've never heard somebody stand up in church and preach from this passage. Wow. And Just- there's probably a reason for that. This is both X and R rated at the same time. Oh. This is uh, definitely Game of Thrones-ish-esque. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Game of Thrones-esque. Um, and, yeah, it's not exactly your favourite family bedtime story. Yeah, it's, it's not your family worship devotional time. Okay, to, so to cut a story short, we've got Amnon, who was the son of David, King yes. David. yes. And he falls into infatuation. The Bible says he falls in love, but I'm going to call it, I'm going to translate that as infatuation with his sister Tamar. Yeah. Okay, so this is instantly, instantly gross. This Uh. is instantly gross. You're spot on with your Game of Thrones reference, though. Yeah. To the point, (laughs) to the point that um, he is off his food. He's, He's just. Lovesick. Now, there's no such thing as lovesick. If you're off your food and being silly like that, then you are infatuated. You are not in love. Mm. And, of course, he can't have her because she's his sister and that has been outlawed for, you know, the last thousand years. Mm. Um, that is that has been a wrong thing to do. And, uh, and, 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 and so he's pining away. Well, he's got a friend who the Bible says is very subtle. Mm-hmm. And so his friend's like, it's okay. I'm your wingman. I'll set you up. Now, what kind of a friend is it that comes along and sets you up with your sister? But the long and the short of it is, um, he gets Amnon to be pretend to be ill, um, sends a request through to David that Tamar comes and cooks food for him while he is ill. Uh, he commands all of the people that are in his house to absent themselves while Tamar comes over to cook this food, and then he rapes her. Like, brutally, forcefully, the Bible says, rapes her and the bible says that as soon as he's finished he hated her so much he hated her more than he had been infatuated with her beforehand now of course she's his half-sister and she has a full brother by the name of absalom yes 
So you can imagine how Absalom feels yeah. about this. Yeah. David does nothing. And you'll find this on when it comes to David and his children, David was the weakest of the weak. Mm. Uh, he was just a terrible father and a terrible uh, disciplinarian. He was terrible with his children. Mm. And so uh, Absalom just bides his time for two years until he's able to organize circumstances where he can get you know the, all the king's sons together without anybody else being present. And um, and then as a as a uh, a result in that situation, he is then able to have uh, Amnon murdered on the spot in front of all of the princes. That is the, the rumor goes back to King David. Thing ever. King David hears that Absalom has killed all of the princes. Oh, that's the that's the rumor that arrives yeah. back at the palace. Yeah. And uh, it's a it's a it's a brutal story. This is very Game of Thrones. Yes, this is that is gnarly. And I've never even watched that show. <coughs> yeah. Never intend to. But you know, you can't live in the world today and not hear about you know things that go on. Yeah. So that's a really, really, really gnarly story. That's a very extreme one, right yes. there. Yes. Um. So let's let's work it. Let's go back through the story. Let's say that Amnon comes to King David and asks for forgiveness. Mm. If you were King David, would you forgive him? He has just raped your daughter and he is also your son. Yeah. I think I So that's think, like that's like perversion on top of um a heinous crime. Yeah, it's oh, just the worst. And, and I, I don't know the 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 immediate emotional response is just like the first thing just like no. Like, no. Like, why would you okay, want to? Okay, so but, the penalty for what he did was the death penalty. Yes. Mm. So if you're King David, what are you going to do? And I think this is the problem. If he had, if King David even admits that this has happened, then by law he has to put his own son to death. Yeah. That would be a hard thing to do. But that's the thing. Like, there is a difference between forgiveness and consequences. There is. And it's like... Ultimately, and, and and this is what I was talking like in in a in the biblical sense, like like ultimately, this guy Amnon, right? He has relinquished like what he's done such a heinous and terrible crime that he has relinquished his right to live in a society because of how dangerous he is. Like it's got nothing to do with oh we hate the guy. No, it's like he is a danger to himself and everyone else. And so yes, we we can forgive him. You know, we can we can overcome, but he's still accountable for the circumstances. He's still accountable for what he did. And and so yeah, I, I, I think that's the logical way to go about it. Yes, but there is if that you separate emotion from it and we can do that quite easily because we're not related to Amnon or Tamar or yeah. Absalom or yeah. David. Yeah. So if you separate emotion from it and you go, Okay, this is what the law says, this is what you do. If yeah, but it's just like everything inside you just wants to say like <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, it's it's a it's a rough gig, but there are numerous stories of people who have been terribly wronged, and the person who has wronged them has ended up on death row. They have gone there, they have forgiven that person, mm. they have found release from that, they have yeah. become a new. And this is one of the reasons why the forgiveness seminars that are taking place, you know, uh, around the world these days yeah. have become so incredibly popular is because they are so powerful. Mm-hmm. 
one of the most powerful healing seminars that we have in our world right now. And that's why people are flocking to them because it enables them to, uh, to, to move on with their life. And whatever you're holding a grudge against somebody, whatever you are refusing to forgive somebody, you are then in a situation where you cannot move on. Mm. It's impossible to move on while forgiveness has not taken place. Mm. And, you know, really that's uh, one of the areas that we need to um, really focus in on in our lives. This is Simeon with I'm Forgiven. Strange the path we choose I've tried but failed to walk in someone else's shoes Strange how I've tried To walk this road alone Not knowing the things I might find goes on But now the fears of living life for me are gone I know that your love can save me from myself in ways I can't explain Forgiven. 
That was Simeon with I'm Forgiven. Congratulations Very. to our producer finding a song that perfectly fits with the theme <laughs> of what we are talking about. Very appropriate. Extremely yes. appropriate. Absolutely. Well, where, where are we? Okay, so we're now? talking about this um, to use a Lawsonism, a really gnarly story from yeah, the Bible. Yeah, really hectic, gnarly, just messed up. Oh, man. That... There's, a, there's a few of them in the <laughs> Bible. The Bible, yeah. the Bible, and there's one of the things that's important about the Bible is it doesn't hold back, it just tells history as it was, mm-hmm. uh, what's and all. Yeah. And it talks about real things because if we look in our world today, we find that these kind of circumstances are real circumstances. Yeah, these totally. kind of things happen in our world, and our world is a broken world as a result of it. And if you look at the result of uh, of what happens here, I mean, here you've got a situation where I think that forgive, forgive and forget gets confused because David forgives and forgets. Mm. And there are no consequences for what Amnon has done. And as a result of this, you know, you start off with Amnon becomes a rapist. His sister Tamar is then, you know, ostracized from society because she's been raped. Mm. You know, that's not a biblical thing. That's just something that culturally happened in those days. Mm-hmm. Absalom becomes a murderer. Mm-hmm. Amnon dies. Absalom is exiled. And then Absalom raises a revolt against David. There is a civil war. Absalom and, and, and thousands and thousands and thousands of Israelites are killed as a result of that mm. civil war. Uh, and the throne of David is forever weakened. Now, when you, when you look at that whole story, that whole story begins with, you know, Amnon breaking his family trust with, you know, committing a heinous crime. And it is then created by David Doing nothing about it. Yeah. Forgiving and forgetting. Yeah. Forgive, yes, but not forget. Mm. You forgive the person from a moral perspective, but you do not forgive them. You do not give them a pardon from the civil consequences that need <laughs> yeah, to take 100%. place. And so we need to have we need to follow that same that same policy. When yeah. somebody does the wrong thing when they have broken the law, yes, we need to visit them in jail. Mm. Yes, we need to forgive them. In jail. Mm-hmm. But that does not mean that we say, oh, I'm not going to take this to court because I'm a Christian. No, yeah. you do take it to court because you're a Christian, because that is the one thing that is uh, going to do more than anything else for their salvation is to actually face some uh, some consequences. Yeah, fully. fully. Okay. Another story of a of broken trust in a family would be Genesis chapter 37. So that last one that we read was 2 Samuel chapter 13. Yeah. Genesis chapter 37 is the story of Joseph and his brothers. Yes. <laughs> what have we got going on there, Lawson? Fill us in. I love. I actually love this story. Like, I love the story of Joseph, but I don't like this part of the story. Like, well, it makes sure it's a story that story, should be made into a high-budget a, a high movie. I've seen Dude. a couple of um, lame attempts, but um, yeah, it is there's, incredible. There's so, so much political intrigue and circumstances. And it's just mm. amazing. But it's it's a story is is just crazy. So. You know, Joseph and his 12 brothers, um, they're all, you know, traveling around and, and doing their thing and, you know, working for their father and whatnot. And, um, yeah, Joseph essentially starts receiving, you know, visions from God and he start, you know, God is really favoring him in this circumstance because he's so faithful. And I think this is where he first begins to break trust is that Joseph breaks God's trust by blabbing it to his brothers. Yeah. Like, ha, ha, guess what? One day, you're all going to serve me. Yeah. You know, he's the young kid, the whippersnapper. 
um, amongst all of these older brothers. Yeah. And so, Joseph starts going on with this whole thing about, yeah, you know, like, I, I saw visions from God that I'm going to be the ruler and all this stuff. Um, and, of course, they get terribly jealous. Um, they're already jealous because he's already a favorite. Yeah. And then they, 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 their jealousy turns, you know, into action. And uh, they, they then um, dig a hole and throw Joseph down it. Um, and then while Joseph's in the hole, they're like, they want to kill him. But then is it, is it Judah who speaks up and says, no, we shouldn't do that. That's like, you know, we're singing against God. Um, so he says, oh, let's just leave him in the hole. And then so they walk away and then Judah's like, oh, you know, I'll come back and get Joseph and save him. But then unfortunately, the rest of the brothers decide, no, we're going to sell him to slavery instead. Yeah, let's make some money out of him rather than just killing him. So, may as well get some money yeah. for it because, you know, slaves had a very short lifespan in those days. Yeah. And so, he ends up as a slave. You know, that would be pretty horrific if uh, if your older sister, Lawson, sold you as a slave sometime. <laughs> yes. That wouldn't be very good. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't mention this on air. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe we, there's no, some, we should not. There's no, some, 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 uh, start sowing some seeds of thought out yeah, there, Lawson. Yeah, no, stop. Please stop. Please stop. <laughs> but um, uh, it's, um, oh, man, it is so rough. And then, you know, what they do so that to their father, because they don't want to tell their father that, you know, they, they attempted to kill him, but then instead sold him into slavery. So they take his his coat um, of many colors and they dip it in blood and then they show it, you know, to the father and say, oh, he was eaten by a wolf. And um, Jacob believes them and it's just like then Joseph's in slavery. It's like the and, worst. And, and, the, and the horror that uh, Jacob goes through as a result of that, the mourning that he goes through, that mm. his brothers just, I guess they really never expected it. And it horrified them, but they had told a lie, and all they could see themselves doing at this particular point was just doubling down on that lie. Yeah. They, and that, so for years they doubled down. They couldn't come back from it, eh? They were just like, no, nah, like well, they, were, they were too pride, like they were too... Yeah, into their reputation, and they were like, no, nope, we're just going to... They doubled down, and you can imagine how it ate them. Mm. They saw the pain that their father went through, and it would have just eaten them. You know, this is one of those lies that you can't tell a soul. Mm. You can't tell it to your spouse. You can't tell it to your servants. Yeah. You can't tell it to anyone, because it's a lie that is so big... You know the moment that you open your mouth, it's going to leak out. And we know that none of them opened their mouth for years, decades yeah. go past. Mm. And they haven't said a thing. And keeping a lie like that is just incredibly self-destructive. Mm. And so here you've got these guys being destroyed by this lie that they are holding in. Mm. Uh, even until when they go down to Egypt. And, of course, by this time, Joseph has become prime minister of Egypt. They have no idea and, you know, things go badly for them in Egypt and they're like, you know what? We are being persecuted because of what we did to our brother. Yeah. it just They just can't get it out of their heads. This decades have gone by and, and, and it's eating them up so much that they're just like, this is what's happening. That is this like... Is, this, is, this is karma. Karma has come back around to bite us because of what we did to our brother. But I think, you know, because we've talked about loss of trust and we've talked about rehabilitating that and overcoming that and forgiveness... Man, Joseph's forgiveness towards them, like that's the that that's next level part of the story, isn't it? It is just incredible, you know. After 
Joseph, you know, spent all these years as a slave in jail, becomes, the, you know, through God's blessing, becomes the prime minister of Egypt. And through that, like, because he's, you know, working, he's faithful working for the Lord. Um, he basically saves all of them before they even know it. Like, you know, through the visions that God has shown them about the drought and everything. And he saves, like, all of them. And then he reveals himself to them. And then, like, and it's a powerful thing because Joseph actually wants to see if they've changed and there's a whole exchange with Benjamin and the cup and it's just so cool. And then Joseph, like, cries out to them. He's like, I'm your brother. But he's like, I, I forgive you. Like, and then, and then everyone is just so relieved and then... It's, think- a powerful, it's a powerful, powerful, powerful forgiveness story. Mm. But even notice there, like... Joseph didn't just roll over like he. he no, just, he did not. He put them through. He gave. He forgave them, but he did not forget. Yeah, he wanted to know: Have their characters changed? Mm. Have they been transformed? Are they different people? Mm. So yeah, he grilled them. He seriously grilled them, um, and as a result of that, amazing restitution took place. We're going to listen to uh, Alien Layton with Beyond at this time. You speak a word and then it's done Who am I to question thee? You wrote instructions for the dawn Filled the treasures of the sea
Are you looking for a way to turn your life experience into an enriching gift for helping those around you? A counselling degree at Avondale College of Higher Education could provide you a great foundation to assist others through life's difficulties. Study in a personalised environment alongside a fantastic support network and community on our Lake Macquarie campus. Apply to study counselling today at counselling.avondale.edu.au. It's higher education designed for life. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. We're praying the prayer with no reply. Words float off into the night. Couldn't cut our time with the sharpest knife. Oh, God, won't give us Silence isn't comfortable We'll drive through peace and instant hope A shallow faith that has left us broke Oh, oh, God, won't give us Oh, oh, God, won't give us to our uncertainty Help us with our unbelief Oh, oh, God, forgive us Young and old, black and white Rich and poor, there's no divide You're the mighty, you're the powerless Singing, oh, oh, God, forgive us
Lord, forgive us. A slave to our uncertainty, help us with our unbelief. Oh, oh, God, forgive us. Welcome back to Faith FM. You are listening right across Australia, and of course, we have come to the time where we are doing the question of the day. Of course, Lyle is sitting there. He's furiously uh, writing writing some things down, just getting himself all in all in order to to answer this question of the day. But of course, um, we have one more clue to do. Well, we we have clues. We have always have clues. But continuing on with our clue for the quiz. We said, well, this is a what am I quiz, and the first clue was what Joseph, of course, we talked about Joseph in our last section, in our last session, um, with Joseph in charge, Potiphar did not concern himself with anything except this. Now, our next clue is this was commonly sacrificed to idols. So there you go. It was commonly sacrificed to idols. Potiphar didn't want anything to do with it. Or oh, no, Potiphar only wanted things to do with it while while Joseph was around. But now we've come to the question of the day, Lyle. This is quite an interesting yes. question. Yes, we have. This is um some you know this uh this, this is a cool question. I like. Uh, it, it's a bit outside the box. You know, it's not it's not a typical question that that people ask. But here we go. You ready? I am. You ready? For the okay. most part. I'm just trying to. Can somebody, maybe our producer can find out for us what uh, 33 inches is in metric. I don't know. Let's see if somebody can look that up for us real quick because I'm out. I was looking for it fast, but I ran out of time. <laughs> 33 inches in metric is yeah, is yeah. up around 100 centimeters. Yeah, about a, about a meter long. Yeah, thereabouts. Anyways, so our question of the day is this. This relates to that. This relates to that. It does. Okay. Why? Why? Yes. Are unicorns mentioned in the Bible? Why wouldn't they be mentioned in the Bible? Well, I, you know, th- we haven't found any archaeological evidence for a unicorn. Like we, we don't even know that they exist. Why don't we? How do we? Ha- why do we have to have archaeological evidence for unicorns? Could be unicorns just walking around the planet right now? No, but th- there isn't though. Because you haven't seen a horse with one, with I haven't. One horn? I mean, no, I haven't. You've never, you've never seen a horse with one horn. No. Have you ever seen a horse with horns? No. This is good. This is very positive. Yeah. I'm if glad you, for your... The state for my of mental your, health. For your mental health. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, the word unicorn, of course, comes from the Latin word. We were talking about this earlier, unicornus, which simply means with one horn. Mm-hmm. It comes from the Hebrew word re'im mm-hmm. or re'im, mm-hmm. um, which refers to a bovine. Okay. So a bovine kind of creature. Yes. Uh, so are there any kind of cowish kind of cow-looking kind of creatures in the world with one horn? That's a very simple question. I think that we all are very familiar with rhinoceroses, right? You think they look like cows? I don't think rhinoceroses look like cows. They're kind of like a cow. They, uh, <laughs> they're big and heavy and lumber around the place and eat grass. Mm. Anyway, let's talk about unicorns in the Bible. Mm-hmm. They are mentioned nine times in the King James oh, Version. Nine times, okay. Um, and also in uh, Martin Luther's German Version, talks about the unicorn. Yes, in modern translations, it simply refers to them as wild ox, and there are many people who believe that it is a reference to the oryx, which was a massive, massive uh, cow, which is now or bovine, which is now uh, extinct, mm-hmm. and was typically depicted side on, so that you could only see one of its horns. However, 
This is some of the, I wrote down some of the identifying characteristics as we find them in the Bible. Numbers 24 verse 8, they are as strong as God. In other words, God is likened to the strength of a unicorn. Mm -hmm. They are impossible to domesticate or to tame, Mm -hmm. um, according to Job chapter 39. But in that same passage, it is listed amongst a lot of other very familiar animals. So um, it was a plentiful animal at that time. Uh, Psalms twenty two twenty one. They're as fierce as a lion. Uh, Psalms twenty six six. They're very fast. Isaiah thirty four verse seven. They are violent. Um, and so these are some of the uh, examples that you've got. And so yes, it could just simply be a reference to um, the rhinoceros. Yeah. But it also could be a reference to the elasmotherium. What is that? The Elasmotherium is a creature that is now extinct, a bit like a rhinoceros. Uh-huh. Its skull was 33 inches long. This is, is a massive that is creature. really long. And it had a massive horn on its skull. We mm-hmm. don't know how long because the horns obviously rot away and so forth, yep. so we don't have any uh, records of how, ho- how big that horn would have been. But, of course, you can see the base of the horn where it was mounted to the skull, and it would have been truly enormous. So there is plenty of options as to what the unicorn may have been. No reason to believe that it was a myth. This is Greg O'Pillay. Lord, I love you. serve you I give my life to you Lord Jesus every moment every hour of the day I pray keep me close to your side Nothing to hide Precious Jesus Loving Savior my life My life is in
You're listening to Grego Pele with Lord I Love You. Here on Faith FM, we have come to the end of the show, which means that we are about to give something away for free. Just get ready to call us right now. 1-800-324-843 is the number or text us on 0491-064-669. Be the first caller through and you will get a free a uh, copy of New Wineskins, uh, Spirit Baptism and New Wineskins Fellowship book uh, by Dennis Smith. Um, and so, yeah, that's our that's our free book that is available today. Give us a call right now. First caller through, we'll get a copy of this amazing book. Of course, Dennis Smith, very, very popular author, uh, particularly about prayer and about uh, um, the uh, being filled with the spirit and mm. spirit filled life, all those kind of things. So, yeah, that's what's that's our free offer. Yes. I don't do a very good job at the free offer, do I? Yeah, mm. you know, right. should do the free offer. Yeah, you should yeah. do the free offer. This book is amazing. No, there it's actually go. it's a really cool book. It's just about having that close, you know, that that better and and more. Um, oh, what's that word? It's it's long. Just just a better Christian experience. You know, being more in tune with God and 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 just letting it, you know, really come through in your life. But anyways, we have come to the end of our show. We have indeed. Give us a call, 1-800-324-843 or text us on 0491-064-669. That one is yours for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, but don't forget, if you'd like to know more about the Bible, then we have small groups. We have one-on-one Bible studies. If you're in the uh, Raymond Terrace area, Lawson would love to come yes. and study the Bible with you anywhere around there. Um, let me see, Thornton, through that area, Barrasfield, anywhere in that region. Healing 
fear inside the scars Your loving arms, they draw me near And your smile, it brings me peace Draw me closer, oh my Lord Draw me closer, Lord, to Thee Jesus with you 